Are live here? We are live. Welcome. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hello and welcome Hello. to this week's episode of the Unite Show. My name is Crystal. This is my partner, Shine, and together we are Unite's co-founders. We are tuning in this week to talk about manifestation and vision boards gearing up for the new year. So that's uh, the theme for this week. Every week we have different speakers and we have different themes. So please be in touch if you have an idea of uh, what you would like to hear us do for a coming up week, as well as if you'd like to be a special guest speaker. Tonight we've got the amazing Dr. Stephen Young, who's going to be sharing some awesome manifestation tips and tricks and supportive ideas with us. We're going to do a little meditation to get started, and then we're going to do a nice little round robin where everyone can take a moment to focus in and share something that you are calling in for the new year and then we're going to do a little lining up about that and we'll have lots of time for your Q&A as well. For everyone who's tuning in live, feel free to comment with your questions and we'll be happy to answer them for you shortly. Um, just so you know, this is being recorded. If you do have a question or something you want to share anonymously, you can share that in the chat. So I think that's the intro here. We are going to go ahead. Uh, Shine, would you like to take us away with mm -hmm. a little guided meditation? I have a, I have a fun little trick I want to teach people. And also, Stephen, if you want to, um, we, we were just thinking like a two-minute quick, you know, whatever manifestation. If you want to lead it, you're welcome. If not, I will, I'll do it. Go for it. Go for it. OK. So welcome to sit in comfy position. Close your eyes. Deep breath. And now try taking a deep breath through your nose. And when you can breathe in all the air that you can, take another sip of air and fill all the way up and then out through the mouth. And now if you want to look all the way to your left while keeping your head straight. Opening eyes. You can keep your eyes open or closed, it doesn't matter. And you wanna hold your gaze, look as far to the left as possible, keeping your head straight until you feel yeah. an involuntary, involuntary sigh or a, or a kind of a, a yawn. And then you can do the other side once that happens. And just focusing on your breath and relaxing. Sometimes it can take a couple minutes, so don't worry if it's taking a minute. And if you want to, you can focus on a little beautiful collage, if that's how your imagination works, of beautiful scenes that just make you feel good like Christmas decorations and holiday themes and happy stuff and you can also let visions of what's coming up next in your life come to you while you're manifesting as you're wanting to create I see an Abraham Hicks cruise in our future <laughs> I'm just coming back and mm. ah, welcome to open your eyes. 
or stay in this blissful state. Up to you. Thanks, honey. Welcome. Yay. <sighs> so if anyone wants to share a quick uh, under a minute about you and anything you're creating and manifesting and any questions or things you have uh, coming up about manifestation, feel free and we'll just do a quick uh, quick round robin and, and then we can get into some, some deeper Q&A and share some more tips and tricks. I'm excited to see what Dr. Stephen Young has in store for us too and it's going to be really fun. Ooh. Yeah. Hi, I'll go first. Melanie here. Um, I come here today to, um, yeah, really look into my vision, like get some ideas on, on how to prepare my vision board, even though I know there's certain categories I want to look at. So mainly for me, it's to connect and relate better with others. So just having more of that in the new year. Um, well, in the future in general, um, but also as well, um, yeah, connections personally, but also for business as well. Um, so yeah, working on my business. And I've been thinking about moving for a while, and it's just a matter of where do I want to move. Um, I currently live in BC, and I, I still want to live in BC, um, but I want to ideally maybe find others that are already in BC and kind of established because it's new to me in terms of like, um, I'm more of the uh, want to live at a farmhouse, like have land type of thing. And just finding that with others would be nice. Beautiful. Send me a message because we've got some connections. <laughs> Super lovely. Thank you for sharing. Mm. Yeah. Feel free to jump in anyone when you're ready. Mm -hmm. Oh, welcome, Angela. Yay. When, oh. I can go next if you can hear me. Yeah. Please. Give me a sign. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Seven, and I've been exploring manifestation since about May 19th of Oh, we can't hear you. Hmm. Oh, no. Still can't hear you, my love. Cutting it off. Yep. Maybe turn off your video for a minute. Hmm. And then we might be able to hear you better. Oh. Yeah, let's see if that's going to work. Can you hear me now? Yeah, oh, we can hear you now. Yeah. OK. We're using bandwidth here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, one of the really fascinating recent developments. No. Nothing. <laughs> Every time you start to share what's going on, it cuts out. Breaking news. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, why, don't, why don't we do someone else and we'll come back to seven. Maybe it'll get better. And if seven, if you have a different um, Wi Fi uh, connection, you can try and see if, if it'll speed yeah. it up. Oh, you're back again. Oh, maybe. And no. for, for Angela, we're just going, uh, doing a quick uh, under a minute, share a little bit about you and uh, anything that you're, you're manifesting and any questions around manifestation. Mm 
And for Angela, we just did, um, we are recording and we'll be sharing the replay um, on YouTube and other places. So if you don't want to be on camera or if you don't want to share um, with your voice, you can also type in the chat and then we can uh, share that as well. Okay. Great. Thanks. Um, yeah, my, it doesn't appear that my video is working, but I'm, so I'm just going to keep my video off if that's yeah, okay. That's sure. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for having me. It's really great to finally be here. <laughs> really good. And so just sharing about what we're manifesting in this year ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, my intentions, I'm going to be, um, moving house. Um, likely at the beginning of the year and so I have a very very busy year next week next year with uh, work so I'm just manifesting uh, ease ease mm -hmm. with um, the sale of our house and buying a new place it's a the ending of a very long relationship and uh, you know 27 years basically and um I mean, it's been a beautiful journey these last four years of um, conscious uncoupling, but we're just moving into this next phase. So I'm just at the same time, I travel back and forth between Australia. So I can see that there's many, many moving parts happening that are, have big energy to them. So um, I'm really just manifesting that um, the timing of all these is just in you know, alignment and mm. that it's peaceful and that it's smooth because I do trust that everything will unfold mm. um, as it should. There's been a lot of foundation and, and pre-work going towards what we're manifesting, but mm. it's that the smooth piece that I'm, I'm, I'm really setting my intention towards. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Mm. And Angela, you were part of a manifestation for me yesterday because I, I heard about you like 10 years ago or something and someone spoke very, very highly of you and was like, oh, she's amazing. She's doing all this cool stuff. And then we've, we've been kind of in, in, in contact and yesterday Angela sent me a message and she's like, I don't know what it is, but it feels like the timing is right for me to engage more with Unite. And I was like, yes, <laughs> whenever, whenever like tuned in people, you know, get a, get a, well thank you yeah that that's so hilarious that that all came about because yeah you know this is i think it's such a beautiful teaching about consistency because you know you two are just so consistent just always there always there and then finally that moment came where it's like you know something has to happen here <laughs> yeah. so thank you yeah. oh thank you thank you i appreciate it mm. yay Seven, do you want to give it another go? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I restarted my computer. Hey, that's better. I went to the home office, so it should have better Wi-Fi over here. So I hope you can hear me now. That sounds perfect. Um, so one of the recent manifestation things that's been happening for me is... Um, I think it was starting in 2019 was working with weather manifestation, which I find really fascinating because I don't really believe in it. And yet it has worked every single time. So um, 
I don't know. There's something for me about not believing mm -hmm. and how much convincing does it take and is convincing really what changes beliefs. And huh. yeah, I'm kind of in this, like, I wouldn't say it's really a stuck spot cause it's working, but I'm like in a really kind of confused, like, I don't know, spot around, um, doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. Sometimes it's it's easy enough to share like the things we're excited about or or looking forward to, and it takes a whole nother level of vulnerability to share things we're questioning or doubting or wondering about. So I love that you're showing up in that. Excited to dig in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and what did Kira said? She's going to just. Are you just listening, Kira? Love. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Kaisa, if you want to go, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm just really low energy right now. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Rest. You, you do you, darling. Thank you for tuning in. Um, carrying on with what Seven said, inspiring me to to be um, more vulnerable around um, 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 not not really accepting that I'm actually. I'm, I'm actually I'm doing this counseling thing and I, mm. I can do it and and I'm good at it and so I'm still not I'm still it, it, it still like amazes me and then I was doing I spent a few months studying channeling and now I'm finding my own flow with that in my own language and finding that that's coming through and um, it, it's like it's happening it's all happening this has only been over two and a half years and and then yeah and, and i've always been excited about tarot cards and but it, it, it's something you should do with rules and you have to know and memorize and but i love the pretty pictures and the magic and i feel connected with dragons and unicorns and all that stuff that's real but i'm missed in this plane and yesterday mm -hmm. i looked at a deck that i'm in love with and i haven't looked at for a long time but oh i want to get into those i don't know what that looks like or how. Um, mm. So, and I've learned so much from Shine and Crystal. Don't need to know how, but the excitement is is enough. And then the next steps will be revealed. And but feeling excited and more mm. connected. And yeah, thank you. Uh, you're so awesome. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Uh, mm. Yeah. Do you do you want to share anything? Um, why don't we let Stephen yeah. take us away with a little hello and intro and yeah, I'd love to hear something that's kind of pertinent for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this intro. Um, well, I've been I've been sort of in the human consciousness health space for 34 years now. Um, multiple businesses ranging from like info products for pain relief to physical products and technologies. Um, like we've, we've kind of created like the med bed of the future. We're working on an app, some, some pretty exciting stuff to really move humanity forward. Uh, and on my free time, I lead sort of these spiritual expeditions. Last year we went to Egypt on November 11th at 1.11 a.m. and did a little magical ceremony to send love into the collective consciousness. And this year in April, 
we went to Peru um, to do two specific rituals, all designed to harmonize masculine and feminine energies. And so, yeah, it's really exciting to see in the last three years, um, so many people are now uh, sort of embarking on a deep spiritual magical journey. So it's nice to kind of see uh, humanity trending that way. Mm. I love it. Beautiful. What what are what are some of your thoughts hearing the the intros of everyone? Um, just any any initial things you yeah. want to hear? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, before we get into sort of the the mechanism of manifesting, right? Tactical stuff. I always like to discuss context first, mm. right? Because sometimes we don't realize in all areas of our life, we've been placed in a room trying to make the room as pretty in the way we want it as possible, not realizing we can just go into a different room anytime, <laughs> right? And it's actually sometimes easier just to go to a different room because that other room is already exactly the way you want it versus spending so much time trying to decorate the current room. Interesting. Love so, that. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to manifesting, I, I do remind people that manifesting, my definition of it at least, is you set an intention for what you want. And typically there's, I mean, I'm sure countless processes on how to manifest out there, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I do remind people that it is, it is essentially mostly, I call a human meat suit ego driven, right? It's, it's what our mind wants. So, you know, we want a house, we want happiness, we want connection, we want divine timing. Um, on the flip side to that, there is the, the opposite of manifesting would be something along the lines of um, complete openness, empty container surrendering to God's will. Mm. Right. So my my recommendation is to understand that there are these two contexts and you can dance, you can like go in one room and go in the other room. Mm. Um, a lot of self-help, personal development stuff is all, all about manifesting. And I like to give the context, there's this whole other thing, right? Because I'm yeah. sure we all have experiences in our life where um, we didn't get what we want, which is the manifesting part, but the divine God source universe, wherever your frame is brought in something infinitely greater. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so just kind of making sure we leave, I, I call it wiggle room, some wiggle room for that to come in. Because if you're so focused mm -hmm. um, on the manifesting, you, you don't leave any room for that magic. So, mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I love some, I don't know where I heard it. I don't know if I made it up, but it was like, uh, the, when, when your will and God's will or spirit's will or whatever are the same, that's a really mm -hmm. powerful place where you're really, you're, you're tuned in to what you want. And it's also, I guess not, I don't know if God has a specific desire for us, but like our higher self or our soul or whatever, that, that it's, it's aligned. And that's what Abraham talks about, that that's what that state of joy is. Is it pure alignment with your inner being? And that when you're in that state, you can be guided and things will be drawn to you. And that's the part that I love too, is that you don't even have to do anything because it it will it will draw other people to you in ways that wouldn't have happened otherwise. It will inspire other people to call you or think of you or do this thing. And that's, I think, what happened with, with Angela because we've been doing some really potent uh, surrendering in the last week. And, and that was a nice reflection and just kind of like okay like getting out of the way 
and tuning in and just prioritizing happiness and relaxation and joy and then letting the bubbles of of inspiration and action come out of that versus feeling oh we have to do this thing and so there's the steps and we have to take the action and i'm actually finding it feels more productive and i also feel way happier than than like trying to get stuff done so that's been yeah it's been a gift yeah beautiful mm. yeah yeah and i think everyone i'm sure watching listening um now and of course in the future you know everyone's on their own spiral path mm-hmm. right yeah and so and if we look at the spiral from a 2d perspective it just kind of looks like side to side going up and then the the swing gets smaller and smaller but in 3d it's really spiraling this way getting mm-hmm. smaller and that's also a helpful framework to realize because in the depending on where you're at in your journey, you know, the, the way I just presented it, there's there's manifesting and there's like, we'll call it nothingness or space or surrender. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, you you kind of feel and you, you swing between the two. But yeah, over time, as you're on your spiritual journey, you, you get to the center where both of those are 100% existing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you kind of realize, even though we have language of source, God, soul, spirit, universe, um it's all one like we're we're all it's the same thing just it's all us vibrating at different frequencies basically right mm-hmm. so and the, the other way I said is that's the non-dual way of experiencing all of this again so that's just it's maybe helpful for people to understand and, and feel into the that progression of different contexts mm-hmm. i love it let's okay. let's keep jamming and if anyone uh feels inspired to ask a question you can uh, raise your hand like that. It's at the in the reactions uh, thing at the bottom, and um, and and yeah, let's keep keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. If anyone has like a specific question they want to a- us to answer, we can go ahead and do that, and then also we can just keep talking on this subject. And as um, ideas or questions come up, like Shine said raise your hand and mm-hmm. we will get to answering those questions. It, for me, what a part of what felt exciting about doing this event at this time, right before Christmas, is it can be a emotional time for people. It can be a, a, either a really heavy time, a stressful time, an exciting time. Uh, for me, it always feels like a, um, I like to think of like birthdays, anniversaries, and, and the end of the year as like an anchor point to kind of reflect, check back on what's the year been like for me? What do I want to kind of line up with moving forward? What do I want to let go of? And that's what felt exciting about doing this event at this time was to put a little consciousness and a little awareness into all the kind of busyness of the holidays and really remind ourselves that we can we can do this work anytime, of course, but especially when we get into that busy holiday time, I should do this. I need to do this if I, I want to be a good mom, parent, partner, um, business partner, whatever it is that these kind of are my expectations for myself or from other people. So just giving ourselves at least a few hours here to kind of step away from that, take a couple deep breaths and see, yeah, what do we want to line up with and what do we want to carry forward and what do we want to let go of? So that's kind of where I'm coming from in this conversation today is I'd love to see kind of how we can 
support each other in that in a little collective moment here that we're doing. I always love when we do these calls, uh, Shine and I noticed uh, we've done tons of in-person events in the past. And with COVID, of course, we had to stop in-person events. And then we started doing these online events. And at first we're kind of like, there's no way this is going to match the kind of connection we get uh, in person. But actually we found that we still did get a really good vibe together online, seeing each other's faces, even just hearing each other's voices. And we do get to create a little bit of a vortex. So I really encourage you to think of this call, however long you're going to spend on it. And even if you're tuning into the re recording later, you know, if you want to believe that time's not linear, you can still jump into this vortex when you're tuning in in an, in an hour or a day or a year and and do this kind of little exercise of joining us in some collective consciousness, in some collective up-leveling. So, yeah, give yourself a minute to uh, line up with that juiciness and then mm -hmm. we can carry on. Yeah, the, the thing that's been most impactful for me over the last month is I I sprained my ankle in the summer and then I, I threw my back out like a month ago. And it, it forced me, especially the back thing, it forced me to like stop. And I literally could not move and I couldn't do anything without pain except lay flat with a heating pad and meditate to stop the pain because it was so intense. And so it was, it was this time where like, I can't remember the last time where I spent two or three days in bed with like, I couldn't even really like watch, I could just listen to things in the periphery, but like a lot of my time was just like meditating and resting and listening to something or, or like just, or sleeping. And after that three days or so, I felt so different and in a, in like, my, I could feel my nervous system different. Like it, when, when something would come up that was triggering, it was this like weird feeling. Whereas before I felt like I had been living in a state of very consistent triggers and, and stresses where my nervous system was, was all acting and shaky. And that's something that I'm really learning and becoming aware of is like a trigger that takes me out of that state of the receptive mode, which is that state that's conducive to manifestations coming in and things going smoothly. And, and a, a little aside, I love what Abraham says that you really can't like stop the manifestations. You're on this river, it's gonna happen, but you can choose whether you like hit every rock on the way down or like have a lovely, you know, river cruise with birds and, and deer and stuff. So like, it's, it's up to you. But either way, even like when, when you die or when you croak, as Abraham says, like everything you want comes to you. So either way, you're, you're gonna get what you want and there's infinite lifetimes and it's all good. But it's nice to, it's nice to experience that in, in this lifetime, why not? And so what's been really interesting for me is learning these, what I, I used to hear people talk about neuroscience and, and nervous system and stuff and like vagus nerve stuff. And I it was, it was interesting, but I sort of, you know, didn't, didn't really see how it applied to me. And I've been becoming more and more aware of how that, like how that, how a, a trigger can physically affect me so that I'm, it, I'm spinning. And then that's been my practice over the last month is learning different ways. And I'm still, and I'd really love to talk to anyone who has thoughts on this. Uh, I'm still learning ways of like how to get my body to relax and to, to, to re reset my nervous system or, or chill and meditation helps that I thing. 
apparently is supposed to do something with your vagus nerve, which can help to relax and, and same with the deep breathing. And so, yeah, we'd we'll love to hear from anyone who's got thoughts on, on that stuff. As I drink from my giant smoothie cup. <laughs> Go ahead, Melanie. Oh, wow, double, yeah. Um, yes, I have feedback for Shine. Um, I do EFT. It's tapping. Have you heard of mm. tapping? Yeah. Um, yeah, I find it can be very calming. Um, you mm. either tap your, your collarbone area or your thymus. Mm. And um, yeah, a little lower, Crystal. Here. Where's your thymus? This collarbone. One? Yeah, like under your neck. Yeah, there. Under the um that is nice it's funny how the simplest yeah. things sometimes can be so effective i do i feel my body relaxing as i'm like oh that's nice yeah because sometimes you know we're, we're a little nervous or like you have to make a phone call or like even on this live someone would be like oh my gosh it's my turn to talk like yeah. and it's like okay just calm down like tap like your, your thymus or your collarbone area um i forget what meridian in the body it activates but um yeah. Um, what was I had a question for Stephen as well, but now I forgot what it was. Shoot. Okay. It, when it comes come to me, yeah, it'll come back. Abraham, I like what Abraham says about I've, I. I heard one of their talks about when you forget, and especially because mostly their talks are with somebody on stage and the people will be like, "Oh no, wait, I, I forgot what I was going to say." And Abraham says that's because you've already evolved or moved on from where you were when you wrote the question or you had that question so it's not quite relevant and it might come back again in a slightly different form in a minute but it's kind of like a sign of like all, you're already catching up to or you're you're already moving on from where you were which is I like to think of that instead of like damn it why can't I remember stuff it's like oh I don't yeah. need this I've already evolved beyond this <laughs> Angela please yeah, sure. I, I wanted to share something just with you, Shine, because mm -hmm. I definitely over the last five years, it's just been, you know, um, learning how to be present in the moment and not respond to, you know, what's triggering me other than the trigger is usually something that I need to be learning. But um, in my somatic practice, you know, when I'm working with clients, a, a lot of what we talk about is containment. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think there's a difference about being feeling collected and contained compared to shutting down. There's a, there's a real different flow in the nervous system. And so uh, quite often I use some of those sort of basic somatic containment practices of, you know, even just crossing our arms and giving our biceps just a really gentle squeeze. And Quite, quite often when I do that, and then I just sort of squeeze down the arms really gently. And then I often just close my eyes and I, I say this, I say this to myself. I actually say it to my, like my little kid inside. I just say, I've got you. Mm. I've got you. I've got you here in this yeah. moment. And I also think about, you know, something one of my teachers taught me, which is like, in this moment, there's nothing to fear. It's just that you're taking something from the past and projecting it into the future. But right now, there's nothing to fear. Yeah. It's just a lot of energy to digest when we get triggered. <laughs> yeah. 
Beautiful. Thank you. The, it's funny, I, I've been really, really exploring this realm of, of how to manage triggers, um, especially starting a business. I had no idea how much that would bring up stuff. And the what I found is that if, for me, the most effective way is to surrender, like meditate and be in that surrendered state and start to receive pure positive thoughts. And so basically when the trigger is happening, do my best to, to soothe it and get back into alignment, but then not try and deal with it or fix it or clear it. And then just focus on getting back into that meditation, surrender, receiving mode where I'm just receiving these pure positive thoughts that feel really good and getting, getting myself to a point where I'm really tuned into my, my inner being and my soul. And I feel like I'm in that kind of channeling, connected, centered state. And then what will happen for me is I will start sometimes if there is something that wants to be released, I'll be guided to um, think about something and, and I'll, I'll just let the thoughts that are coming when I'm in that receiving mode come and, and it's a it's usually like a soothing thought like it's kind of like it feels like when I'm when people are talking to Abraham and they're just giving these like soothing conversations I'll, I'll just get that from myself and then sometimes I'll be guided to just move my body and shake and kind of move and that's actually been the most effective versus when I used what I would do in the past is think oh like this trigger, this thing that feels bad is in the way of me getting what I want. Therefore, I need to clear it and get rid of it. And if I could just get rid of it, then I would be always getting what I want. So I'm gonna focus all my attention on everything that's not working to try and get rid of it so that I can then be happy. And I, uh, Abraham says, and I found that it was just kind of this never ending cycle and it was just re-triggering and reactivating that and stressing my nervous system. And so, and now that I'm undoing that, there's there's that residue of like practicing, actively triggering myself, thinking it was a good idea. And so now I'm sort of undoing that and it's been really, really interesting. So that's, that's where I'm at. Melanie, please. Okay, my question for Steven. Um, so I wanted, to know if you can maybe talk about or you're going to plan to talk about um, mindset. I find that mindset's important and whether it's on maybe certain beliefs or patterns that I have and just like, you know, mindset, you know, kind of more on the um, per se positive side, um, but also as well. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if it'd be mindset, but just the, the feeling base, like, you know, oh, how would it feel if I had this in the future, like to kind of be in the state of um, imagining or envisioning, okay, I want to feel like this or that when I have this, like, down the road type of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, mindset is such a big container topic and it's so nebulous it's kind of like spirituality right when, when we say those words um, they can mean very different things to different people so i'm just gonna give a little bit more tighter context so um actually before i get to that i, I will say for some of you that's seen any content i've put out in the last you know five years i'm a huge fan of the hermetic laws i think the seven laws that govern our reality 
you know, if life was a board game, these are the seven laws of, of how the game works, just not taught to the masses in recent history, because that means you would all be choosing your reality, not control, but choosing your reality. And the reason I bring that up is, you know, it shows up in our language, like positive psychology or be positive. In hermetics, um, nothing is positive or negative in a way, right? Everything has, it just is. Uh, even when we talk about our triggers, again, in, in personal development, um, in general, in order to sell something, they're going to tell you that thing that you're doing is bad. This is the better or a good option, right? We want to recognize that game um, and, and choose to opt out of that. <clears throat> because even if we have a response to something, there's this incredible opportunity to process it through the superconscious, conscious, subconscious, somatic, and energetic layers. And even though we have language for these five things, um, it's it's one, right? It's, it's existing as one, but you know, through discussion, through through intellect, we of course make it separate, right? So the superconscious would be the observer, right? So commonly we're taught to observe, like take a step back and observe, you know, like what is this and why is this and how is this? Uh, the conscious would be reframing. Oh, this means you know you make a different story. And this is mostly where people talk about mindset, right? Your beliefs and your stories. And then there's a subconscious, which doesn't have any stories or meanings. It's just like shapes and colors and pictures. And then there's a somatic, right? You move your body and there's energy. You can process that with breath or actual energy work or, or acupuncture. Uh, EFT is energy work and somatic together. And so um, I think it's important to recognize that moment to moment, whatever we are experiencing, that experience exists in all five layers. And we do want to be processing in all five layers. And so I just want to give that context before I answer your question in terms of mindset. Yeah, we, we are a collection of stories, right? And then um, above stories are our identities. Our identities, like I am a father or I am a mother, those types of identities, and there's a bunch of them that we have, governs everything. And then underneath those identities, we have our, our stories. And what's really interesting about our stories is that even in the stories, we, we want to be able to discern what is society expectation stories and what is truly us. Um, because we you know we talked about the nervous system being wonky and there's EFT. There's again, a million different techniques to, to decrease the hyperactive nervous system. I'm a huge fan of also looking at root cause, right? What, what was the root thing that led to that? And there are some different theories. One of the common theories is when we act, when we discern and choose mainly from our intellect, which really means mainly from society programming, however, we, as conscious as we think we are, we're absolutely society, all of us are programmed with all the, all the things. Um, if we act and choose and discern purely from our intellect, your nervous system over time will be hyperactive because it's not in alignment to our true frequency. Whereas if we act from our embodiment, the feeling, how the, the knowing, the inner knowing, the feeling, and even a, a calling, that's an entirely different um, source of, of information. And so I think if we learn how to express and discern and live from that embodiment, feeling deeper aspects of ourselves instead of just purely the intellect of what we want, 
our nervous system innately operates in a much more calm state because we're essentially living from our resonant frequency, um, meaning our unique soul frequency, not from all the frequencies of all the billboards in every magazine and every ad that we've ever seen, which is typically the intellect. Hopefully that makes sense. A lot. Yeah, so it's very helpful. Um, it's true. I. I try not to use the word positive and negative, and I forget what I had learned a while back. It's more like everything, like you said, everything just is, and like kind of one of those statements I sometimes say is like, yeah. like I won't say good or bad emotion. I'll just say all emotions are okay and all feelings, like whatever comes comes. So thank you, that was helpful. Yeah, I, I remind people we like put the quarter in this video game of life to experience all of it. It, life would be really boring if we only got the good, right, positive stuff. So. Oh, yeah, contrast. Um, something that I really, something I really wanted to talk to you about, Steve, and is it Steve or Steven? Do you prefer? Uh, full legal name is Steven. I've actually, I've gone by Steve for most of my life, but uh, a year and a half ago, the download was like, go by your full resonant frequency, your legal name. So, okay. Steven. So Steven, nice. so Steven has been working with, um, and I'd, I'd love to like, we, we've had some really awesome chats and I've left those chats feeling like, Oh my God, this person is one of my favorite people in the world. So like, Holy smokes. So fun. So, such like someone that I can really like just jam with and who's on, who, who really helps to expand my mind and is working and thinking about things that are beyond what I'm, really thinking about in my day to day. And it feels really exciting to, to, to play with people like that. And, and one of the things that you're uh, working on is, is with this community in Italy, Dumb and Her. Mm. Um, and I really see a collective manifestation as Melanie was talking about. So many people have this vision of living in community on land. Mm. It's such a, it's like, I bet 90% of the people that I've met who are in this kind of wellness spiritual world have that as their like long-term intention and it just seems like something that's going to happen and, and it, it's a direction we're moving i'm just curious to learn, learn about your experience with dom and her and your just your thoughts on on this like big collective manifestation of and i know that it'll kind of you know be person by person group by group but i'd just love to, to jam with you about that yeah so, um probably four years ago now, um, the the knowing that came in is that these communities are the catalysts to really move humanity forward, mm. right? So essentially the vision I was shown was, you know, we have the collective masses who will, many will choose to go into AR, VR and continue to be consumers and to be programmed. And then those of us that are, um, opting out of that reality will live in our own sovereign communities. And I can tell you hundreds and hundreds of these communities are being built. I just got connected to someone that uh, has a 270 acre property in the UK. He's building 10 of these worldwide. And now another couple that has 600 acres in Costa Rica, all over the place, everywhere. And so the, it's happening. And um, Dom and Her is quite special. Dom and Her has been in existence since 1978. Um, roughly 600 people live on the premises, but it's not one piece of land. It's really in a town and 
they have houses spread out. They do have one main plot of land where there's the, the temples. It's inside a mountain. For those of you that don't know Dama Her, they basically hammer and chisel, hand carved into this mountain, these mm -hmm. temples, because they found out that this spot on the planet has the highest density of spiritual energy. Uh, they're called synchronic lines. And so they they dug into this mountain to harness the spiritual energy to save humanity. I could talk about this for hours. That's that's the short version. And so they do have a plot of land where the, the sacred temples are. There's a sacred forest. It's, uh, I think, like 20 square kilometers. It's a pretty big forest. And just to give an idea of how spiritual this community is, they sat in front of 10,000 trees for six hours per tree to connect with the trees. They've done missions where they had their um, people that lived there go all over the world to basically build a worldwide network of trees that can communicate with each other using magic. Mm -hmm. um, they have a time machine that I've actually been in. They've been time traveling. Uh, I'm wearing all kinds of Damaher magic technology. I have a remote control to this device that when I turn on with a secret code, it, it broadcasts very, very specific intentions that we programmed it into the field um they have mystery school they have i'm in the alchemy tracks so and we learn basically alchemy uh, first year is all about infusing vibrations um, into any object or into your space uh, year two is time travel we literally learn how to conscious time travel not physical time travel that's much more advanced um they have dream schools they have um I mean, yeah, just the, their knowledge of, of spirituality and magic, it's like Hogwarts times 10 uh, is is incredible. So they're, they're unique. You, you know, we don't have like, there's not like 50 Damahurs all over the place. And yeah. so, um, yeah, they've been practicing some deep, deep, deep secrets and they've been time traveling for a long time. And only in recent history, like the last seven to eight years, they've decided to open up their wisdom to the world. Right. They were told by the founder before he passed that the world is ready for all this wisdom. So yeah, I've been I've been pretty involved with them um, doing spiritual missions and studying some of their some of their magic. And I think there's a huge opportunity to infuse their magic into these other communities that are that are being built, along with some technologies that we're building as well. Mm. So that's so Dominic. That's so cool. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm, I've never, when I was first thinking about this, this stuff, communities, I went to Fintorn because I researched and those were the people that I found. And it was, I think it was 15 years ago. So it probably was before Dominar was really out there and on the web and on the map. So yeah, I went to Fintorn and, and had that. But wow, that's, it's so cool. If, for me, it brings up this feeling of like, a bit of like, oh my God, kind of overwhelmed. Like, oh, how are we gonna? Like, that feels like so much. And then I, I come back, and it's like, oh, it's it's just surrender in the moment and trust and receive. And I'll be guided to my specific art and role and and thing. And it's so cool. I was chatting with a guy yesterday who um, he created this online academy for kids with autism, and and it was all paid for by the state. I think it was in the in the U.S. And they, it just went really, really big and, and grew to the many, many millions and he sold it and he just started buying up land and his, 
and we were just talking yesterday and he's like, I want to find my tribe. I want to create these centers. I want to do this stuff. So I'm like, oh, I got to connect him with, with you guys. And, and it's just so like, it feels like the universe is, is there's just so many pathways that it can happen. You know, it's just so cool. Like imagine all the people who have all this land and, all, and are receiving these visions and want to create this community. And it's just, I feel like that's part of the fun too, is like not knowing and then just letting the path be shown because mm -hmm. if we if i knew right now oh like in six months i'm gonna meet this person that's gonna lead to this that's gonna be like okay whatever like it's not as fun as if it just you're like oh my god where did that come from like that was, synchronicity is an amazingness and just being guided and like the dance of creation pre-manifestation is so powerful and i found that the day of the manifestation like the actual physical arrival of the thing can be a little bit awkward because it feels so different than the 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 all the, the ramping up to it and it like when we man i manifested a tesla and i i was like dreaming of this thing for five whatever how many years i was like tesla 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 i can't wait can't wait can't wait receive it drive around i'm like oh this is lovely, but what's next? Like, it was just such a weird, like, and I love it. I appreciate it. It's the best, but it was this, like, the ramping up to it was so like, whoa, like so exciting. And then getting it was like, okay, great. Like, where are we going? There's, there's this really cool guy named Matthias Stefano who's on Gaia. And he said that if everyone got enlightened right now, the first thing out of their mouth would be what's next. Mm. Because it, it's sort of boring. Like, it's like, okay, cool. Like, yep, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in alignment with all of the universe. I'm like one cool. Like, where do we go from here? What do we, and I feel like that's what physical reality is all about. It's like, what are we creating? How can we mold this energy into different things that are fun and exciting? And so I love it. I feel like that's something oh, I'm going to jump in, Steve. Right. Uh, jumping back to what Seven said at the very beginning, talking about something that is coming up a lot that maybe she has no no resistance or low resistance to uh, the weather manifestations and kind mm. of what that is meaning. And I feel like that's a, a really good reminder that sometimes for me, when my manifestations feel too I'm too attached to them. I'm really, I, I'm, I'm having a, I want the outcome. I want it now, or I want it soon, or I want it by this date. And I'm too wrapped up in it. Um, and the attachment is so they, so much there. The resistance is, is so intense that it's not very effective. And sometimes, yes, just backing off and relaxing, thinking of nice things. There's other things we can do, but sometimes I still have like, I want to manifest stuff. I have manifestational energy. I want to be focused and doing things, but I know that if I'm trying to line up with these things, I'm just too triggered about them right now. So that's another beautiful thing is like, okay, don't make it personal. Let's, you know, amp up and send juice to all these beautiful communities, mm. these people doing amazing things for people with autism. Like, how can I juice up other people's manifestations and put energy out there? And very quickly, that helps me shift my energy as well. But that's something that I try to, I don't need to be always just moving myself forward or focusing on myself. And like Stevie, you're talking about like those like personal development and doing the right thing and doing the good thing. And sometimes it gets very focused on, on me and, and what is it that I am needing to do 
And like Shine said, was saying for him in the last little bit, he's been going through this surrender journey because of his back. And I actually, of course, we're in sync. I've been through in the last month, I broke my toe a month ago and it's been a huge, I've never broken any bone in my body. I've never been any kind of hospitalization, like nothing. I've been, I've, I've done such a good job <laughs> and functioning in my human body. And it was a, a very uh, graceful and dramatic trip that uh, just completely drastically broke it. It wasn't even a little bit broken. And I'll show you the pictures of you. Shine, shine. <laughs> uh, and what for me, I've been a doer. I'm a, I, I'm a very effective doer. I do great things and I can do a lot of things and I'm highly efficient. And I learned from my beautiful mama how to be a, a wonderful doer. And being a beer has been harder for me. And early, in, well, in my personal development journey, I realized I would get sick when I'd been doing too much doing and not enough being. And I would get sick and I would, okay, first do I go through frustration and then I learned to surrender and okay, this is a time for me to focus and recharge. And with this broken toe, it's been a whole different process for me because I have, I've been sick and that I can't walk and I can't run around and do things, but I'm not mentally or emotionally uh, incapacitated, like if I had a cold or a flu. So I've had to be doing a lot of being uh, for the last month and really looking at my value and my usefulness to myself uh, and, and my own ideas of what it means to be to be productive or to be a good person or to be a good mom if I can't run around after my kids and take care of them. So I feel like that's really helped. This has helped me line up and remind myself that I can have a lot of value just being happy, being in alignment, thinking about the beautiful things in the world, moving them forward energetically. And that because right now I feel like I don't have the physical capacity to move things forward. And I feel like it's really helped me let go of and reset a couple of my old patterns. And now as it's been four weeks and I'm starting to be able to walk around a little bit in my air cast. And like today I spent the whole day Christmas decorating, getting the Christmas decorations up, which I love doing, but I could feel my body aching and I haven't been very mobile. So it's starting to hurt. And again, then going, oh, okay, so this is me going into my old pattern of doing and being productive or what I feel like is productive. So I'm excited to keep, to bring that mindfulness forward for me and not need to break anything else in the future, but to give myself that space to uh, line up and to, to be and to be of service and to be of value just being, yeah. There's something to add, yeah. Stephen. I think um, the doing being content from some discussion. I think a lot of people think being is not doing. I remind mm -hmm. people we're all doing something. We're inhaling and exhaling at least. Right? <laughs> so yes. really, I mean, again, my definition is um, being would be you taking action or or doing something purely from your soul expression that's being yeah yeah is typically tied to ego self-worth safety you yeah. know all the things so i think it's important to discern because i know a lot of people that are just being i feel like 90 percent of my day really is being but i'm 
I'm getting stuff done. But none yeah. of it is tied to, there's no, like our soul did not incarnate to be productive. That is purely <laughs> societal programming, right? So if we, we see ourselves or notice ourselves using even that word, being productive, we just get, it's an opportunity to take a step back and be like, clearly my soul, that's not my soul. That's clearly, right, yeah. ego, society, programming and all those things. And this, this touches upon what I said earlier, when we, when we, when we do and act and discern from our inner knowing, our our body and everything, that is basically being because that's your soul guiding you. Yeah. If we go from the intellect, it wears you out. Mm -hmm. You will illness, disease, all the things, stuff gets broken. All the things come from from basically. Um, if I describe it purely from a frequency perspective, we're we're expressing not from our our soul frequency, from an mm -hmm. external frequency that's been placed in us. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for Thank that you. reminder. Yeah, that's beautiful. Seven. Jump on in, seven. Seven eleven. Seven Rama. Oh, is she frozen? Or she's very good at sitting still. <laughs> Let me try the video off. We can't hear you. And your lovely face is frozen. <laughs> no. Come back, seven. Oh, there you go. Are you speaking? We cannot hear you. The suspense is marvelous. <laughs> we will telepathically get your communication. <laughs> Just type it in the chat. <laughs> That's uh, jump in whenever you're you're able to get back in the realm of being heard. Good night, Kira. Melanie, you can jump on in. Yeah. Um, I typed this in the chat, but maybe you guys missed it. Um, Stephen was talking about um, the spiritual community. He started with a D. How do you spell it? It's new to me, so it's like, how on earth do I spell this? Thank you. <laughs> I think he's going to type it in for you. Damn yeah. in her. There it is. D-A-M-A-N-H-U-R. Yeah. Very nice and phonetic. Damn and her. Yeah. And that community is in Europe. Italy. Italy. There you go. Northern Yay. Italy. Yeah. Looks beautiful. Italy. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Seven, uh, please jump in any time that you are able to speak again. We'd love to hear what you yeah. were wanting to say. Test the mic. So um, oh, nothing yet. No, we still can't hear you. So the t the title of this is, is is vision board as well, and I was like, oh, what are we gonna do with the vision? Board? I don't really have a vision board, um, but it just felt interesting to like do do one about that. So maybe we can we can jump quickly. Does does anyone use a vision oh. board? Any tips for for? Uh, Melanie was saying she wanted some, some tips on how to create one. And we actually do do a lot of informal vision board. Mm. And that was my, I don't know if anyone saw my post today in the event um, where I shared a couple of highlights oh, right. of some of the manifestations that we have um, experienced over the last seven years since Shine and I have been together. And we do a lot of um, shopping for what we want. 
So when we were looking for the Tesla, we went on test drives. Every time we saw one, we would acknowledge it. We would imagine, we'd be like, oh, they're driving my Tesla. There goes my Tesla. Yep, I like that one. Ooh, I like it when they do this with it. Oh, it's pretty when they put that on it. And the same with when we were um, getting this beautiful home that we're in now in White Rock. Uh, we would drive around and we'd be like, ooh, I like that one. And I like that one. And basically what we're doing is we're putting it in um, the realm of possibility in our reality. So we're saying, I see that this already exists. It's not a figment of my imagination. It's not impossible. As Abraham says, it's as easy to manifest a button as a castle. So really showing ourselves that, you know, those people got that house and those people have those things in the, and they are, exist, they're physical beings, they're in reality as well. And so we actually do do a lot of, uh, that kind of we'll go look at images online for things we're interested in. Um, so we spend a lot of time lining up that way, even driving through different neighborhoods um, when we were determining where we wanted to live. So we would kind of drive through, feel the energetics, imagine ourselves in these places. So even though we don't actively have a physical vision board at this time, although I think it would be fun to uh, get one going again, mm -hmm. um, we do actually write out whiteboards with um, yeah, timelines yeah. and manifestations as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I saw that Canva has a thing where, where you can uh, go on canva.com and just create a free, get a free template for a vision board. Mm -hmm. And then you just find the images and do the writing and then you just fill it in and, and it's done for you. And then you can even through Canva print it and uh, and do the thing. Ooh, my movies. Yeah, I saw my movies. That's that's fascinating as well. Yeah, that'd be fun. You just you just create like a kind of like a slideshow. Of, of different images that you love and put it to music and and in a in your iMovie creator or, or whatever mm -hmm. and that's that's so cool yeah seven are you able to pipe back in again oh you're here I'd love to hear what you were trying to say before can you hear me no you can oh. you guys hear her yes oh, oh there we go I we got it oh, really really yeah yeah for real I'm here. For, yeah. for real? <laughs> for real. We, You're a real you, person. You manifested you. sound. <laughs> Good job. Gosh, well now I have so much to say. I'm 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 verbally constipated at this point now. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting to me that um there's uh, uh there's a part of us that's in communication even when we're not online and even when we're not using words with each other because uh yeah some part of me asked for this tonight to um to tell me something about the difference between conceptualizing thinking in the mind and the intellect and all of that energy and then and how to do something else, right? And I've been recently exploring some somatic uh, experiences and stuff, but, um, and I'm wondering if, if Stephen can tell us a little bit more about what he talks about living from the body. He also mentioned something about a calling on that level. And that definitely is the level that I go to for the weather stuff, um, but I don't know the language of like how to communicate it. Um, 
I don't know where it is that I go and I'm not always sure how I get there. Sometimes I get there through numbers. If it's 1111, I'll put my palms together and I can kind of step into that. I don't know if it's embodiment or if, if it's like a pure being existence kind of state. Sometimes I'll just put on like uh, one of your Unite shows or I'll put on Abraham Hicks or something. I'll just like have somebody talking at me and like as the words come at me, even if I'm not really listening, I might be cooking or something, but you know, it helps me, it guides me into that. And I'm wondering about other ways, other kind of, I don't know if it would be like doorways or portals or something of, of how to kind of get out of my head and words and knowing um, and coming into the place where it's easier. Yeah. Like Stephen, you were saying that um, when we act from that place of intellect, it can be very draining and sometimes we get sick. Um, and, and when we come from that place of existing at a soul level, it's really uh, easier. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm kind of wondering about like, how to get there and maybe some language about how to conceptualize it which is exactly the thing i don't want to do so there i go in my old habits right but that's my question if there's a question mark at the end <laughs> yeah i can speak to this um, and before i answer just to give context um for 20 years i treated 9,000 patients right so 9,000 people came to me and i like Told them what and how and worked on them with my hands and energy and all the things. <clears throat> the reason I share that is um, it's almost like I've ex my soul has experienced that way of being, and now I'm very passionate about not provide. If you notice, I I actually have been avoiding giving tactical things. I've only been giving contexts, uh, just because I am now exploring my own journey of providing people with a room for them to explore the room instead of saying, you need to open this drawer, you need to touch that glass, right? Because I'm, I'm taking your sovereignty away. And so just to give you context. And so the law of vibration, which is one of the hermetic laws, and I can give you um, an analogy. So imagine an orange, right? I'm holding an orange. And this orange, if I wave it next, you know, side to side, at let's say 10 Hertz, these are just arbitrary numbers, we will call that human. That's our meat suit. I call it our body. If we take the same orange and we just kind of shake it maybe a little bit faster at 20 hertz, the words we might use would be that's our, our spirit. And if we shake it maybe at 30 hertz, maybe it's like our soul, our higher self. And maybe we go to 100 hertz, it's source for God. But it's the same orange. And this is helpful context because, again, in personal development, in all marketing, every piece of marketing has to create separation, right? Because they, they can't tell you you're perfect and you have everything. Oh, by the way, I recommend this book or this course. And so again, recognize that you're in a game of constantly being told you're missing something and you don't have the, the process, the how, the, the thing, because that's every marketing message you've ever been exposed to. And you've been exposed to billions of marketing messages. And so I'll just provide the other way, which is you are already connected and you already am listening to your body. Um, every person, your soul will have its own unique way. So just hold that knowing that I am already connected 
and the way will appear. Does that make sense? I know you didn't get the exact answer of like, just do this and this spell or this portal, but hold it knowing that you, that your soul is there. God, it's all you, you are the universe. Like we have language like the universe or, or God or spirit or higher self. It's, it's all one. Right. And so and it's, so it's that, always been. Can I further my question from there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because what you say rings really true for me in the way that manifestation happens so smoothly and so easily for me. And then also I had another question about when others are near or involved and have opposing uh, manifestation intentions. And um, And then what happens? <laughs> like, meaning, meaning, like you want a hamburger and someone else wants to have fries. Is that what you're speaking to? When you um, say someone else opposing manifestations. Yeah. So I recently found myself in a situation where somebody wanted to speak to me privately, and I was very uncomfortable. And yet, I went along with speaking privately to this person it was a politician who was um acting undemocratically and and then after the five minute interaction was over i just went like oh my gosh like who was i was i even in the room like did that person like have control like i don't know what was going on there but i definitely need to practice something before i reality and so for me to speak 
specifically to that example that you gave would be another two hour conversation. So it, <laughs> given the time constraints, I'm just going to recommend that book and you will, it will give you the framework for you to explore a lot of those things. Uh, just because mm. we had the time limit. If we were like at a week long retreat, I would go, we, we could dive into that specific and, and unpack the multiple layers um, of soul consciousness within it. So, Beautiful. Uh, I wonder, Seven, if you can also think about, you said that when you see 1111 or, or those kind of angel numbers or, or whatever you want to call them, um, those synchronicities, you said that kind of helps you tune in or line up. And I, I think, and Abraham talks about this too, that there's the, the, that 1111 only has meaning because we give it meaning. And uh, I think a lot of people, it just feels like a little reassurance that like I'm lined up. And when I see those numbers, that means I'm lined up. And what if you give yourself a few more of those? So it's not just 1111, but every time I notice something pink, every time I see a panda, whatever something is that, you know, just like, and then you're like, oh yeah, I set myself, like give yourself more than just, okay, I can only see 1111 when I'm looking at a clock or maybe a license plate, but give yourself some more of those markers as well because they're they are just really you giving yourself permission to remind yourself that you're lined up and that you are tuned in and like Stephen said that we do have we are that and we do have that and yeah just kind of give yourself more more permission to where are some other times that I can find that that I can call that in and I know Abraham talks about a couple of fun adventures that they did with that Jerry and Esther did with Abraham and some of their friends where they one group drove around the city and the other group was trying to find them and just energetically and all night they went to all these weird places and they never met up and then when they met up afterward they found out that they had actually gone all both groups had gone to exact same places but just slightly out of time so they hadn't matched up time wise but they actually like they're like okay we should just turn left and go down this way and then we should just turn right and go down this way and the other group had been like let's do the exact same thing and just kind of like what are some games or some ways that you can um like with the weather prove to yourself that you are lined up that you are tuned in um and i think those things we see those things and those things come up in small things that we don't have resistance about. So I think that was your, your weather piece too. And I really like that reminder that um, I do a lot of manifestation with things that I don't have resistance to about. And I just try and create more and more portals where I can receive. I have a little free library and gift box out front. Um, I got a grant to build that. So it's a place where the community can come and leave things and books and little gifts uh, right outside my house. And so often my kids will ask for something or someone else that just not me will ask for something. And I'm like, oh, that'd be fun to have. And I go to my library and it's there. And it's it's just so like, it's literally, I, I was running out of the, the blush that I use and I'm like, oh, I really like this color. Someone gave it to me. I don't even know where to go buy it. 
And a couple weeks later, before I had run out, the exact same compact, brand new with the seal on, it was like one of those sample ones from like Estee Lauder or something, was in my little free library, like 100% true. And it was just so fun. My kids do that all the time. They're like, oh, I need the next book in this series. And a week or two later, it's in our library. So I feel like giving yourself opportunities to be surprised and delighted, as Esther and Abraham say, give putting yourself in the way of your manifestations and that's what shine and i do when we're driving around and when we're shopping and when we're looking for things and i think that because you're a you're a systems person and you're you like to have those kind of um experiments and those ideas where you can actually see the things and i'm the same way i i want proof or i want justification and it's really fun when I set myself up or give myself opportunity to uh, get in the way of the things that I want in a really tangible way where I can be like, oh my God, I had this, I wanted this. I thought about it for like a minute. I stopped thinking about it. And a week later it's here. How is that even a thing? And I had just, that today. A bottle of Ninjom cough syrup came to me. Just, it was on this it was, it was just placed on like a little half wall on the sidewalk. Like it was yeah. just, unopened can I share a little bit about 1111 somebody just once taught me and this is how 1111 resonates for me and it, I don't know where this came from but somebody once told me that 1111 is significant because it reminds us of our DNA that one of those 11s is the double strand that will helix and then we actually have pairs of DNA that make up our chromosomes and then, like, if you can remember that you're made of DNA that makes chromosomes, that makes you. But if you can really just get really real with yourself conceptually right now that, like, I am, like, literally just a blob of, like, proteins and aminos. <laughs> like, how is this happening, right? And then it just, the magic, when you really understand that that's, scientifically accurate it's like mad that's pure magic yes. um oh and i feel it now and i'm in my body now like just even describing that like and something shifted for me nice. so yeah maybe i maybe i need to rely on some little spiritual tokens or something maybe i need to like get a spiritual looking necklace that i can something to yeah yeah, I guess I'm looking for some kind of like token or key so that I can get through that doorway whenever I want, anytime. Love yeah, it. I think that's a really, really, and I, I'd love to hear from you, Melanie, in, in one second. It's a really, for me, being a visual, and I think that's you and I have had some great conversations and we connect about this, about taking non-physical, non-tangible things and, and physicalizing them for us. And it's been something that really, has helped me through big grief in my life at the end of my marriage and the loss of my dad were two um, very sudden uh, traumas for me. And I found the most traumatic part was forgetting and remembering again. And it would be like this like gut stab and like, oh my God, it's happened and, and I'm here. And I would have like these like, like mini panic. It, like it would just, it was so big, this huge wave. And so what I did to remind myself that these things had happened was 
for the end of my marriage, I took my wedding ring and I put it on a black cord around my neck, which I never had done before. So every time I saw it or felt it, it reminded me without the stab that this was a different reality now. And the same when my dad died, I painted a painting and I brought that with me everywhere in the house for a couple of months. And every time I saw that, I went, this didn't, I painted this for his funeral. It did not exist before when he was alive. So therefore he is not here. And it just helped soften that edge for me and that kind of like jolt. And I think it would be really cool. And I'd like to do more of that. And I'll, I'll do some more with you. We can do it together of lining ourselves up with, um, with magic or with intention or like what are some things that we can infuse and then um, I have a couple pieces of jewelry that I would put on when I was having a hard time and wanted an extra boost but it would be super fun to kind of infuse some stuff with energetics of like intentions moving forward of manifestations we want uh, moving forward and see how those help so it's not just like a, a vision board or it's something that we tune into once in a while, but something we can wear to wearable intention totems. <laughs> Yay. Melanie, do you want to jump on in? Yes. Um, so I guess with everyone speaking, I kind of wanted to share what I might do for my vision board, if that's okay. Please. Please. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think what I'll do is, um, I'll have like a big sheet of paper or maybe like two sheets of paper and I'll like pick some keywords that I find are very, um, like powerful or like that I really want. And then also, um, using all my senses, I think it would be good, maybe helpful to use all my senses to incorporate that as well. Um, and maybe different images that I like, whether I just quickly draw them or um, I think last week Shine had mentioned um, if we want to use like old um, like birthday cards, greeting cards, like I like to reuse stuff. So maybe if there's certain, you know, certain um, messages that people have written to me by hand that I really like or just whatever was actually printed on the card. Um, and then, yeah, um, Crystal was mentioning how sometimes she does. Um, intentions or manifesting without like physically writing it down and I was thinking back I'm like yeah I've done that too sometimes so I'll try and remember to do that as well like just observing that um yeah and just declaring to the universe like oh I'm seeking this I want this and just say it yeah. out loud right um and then I also um had a question for Stephen um well, he, I guess he touched on it a little bit, but about how um, I'm noticing more now that I believe in like the energy and soul, like vibration and all that kind of stuff. So I'm wondering if, um, yeah, maybe like part of my vision board manifesting or just in general in my life, I want to kind of more um, any context for, for um, vibration. Uh, meaning any context to bring awareness of vibration into your life. Um, tell me a little bit more about. Um, yeah, I think um, me being more aware of the vibration and the frequencies. Because mm -hmm. when I think um, of vibration, 
frequencies I usually think of, you know, chanting and mantras and sound, but maybe more yeah. so of my own frequencies, but also just picking up maybe frequencies. I can generally tell frequencies from other, just look at their body language, if they're smiling or not smiling, and just sometimes like, okay, they're not a good vibe, like I don't want to be around them, but um, yeah, um, just yeah. maybe frequencies of um, even like foods or, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can give you a practice. Um, so in Dom and Hurt and Alchemy, in, in all kinds of different magic schools, um, you want to make sure that your space, right, is, like your lab of sensing frequency is clean first. Mm-hmm. And so there are many ways to clean the frequency of the space. Um, and I'm not talking about just saging. One way you can do it is you um, close your eyes, center, feet on the ground. And as you inhale, imagine the golden sphere from your chest with each inhalation, it's expanding. And you expand, you expand, you expand, you keep inhaling until it's about the size of like an arm's length, you know, 360. And so, and once you have the first sphere, that's sort of like setting the container of your lab to be just your vibration. Then you want to do another sphere, a second layer to sort of um, uh, solidify it. And then the third one seals it. So you do three spheres. And once you have that, then you, I mean, it could be, having food in front of you. you you could technically have another person in the sphere if you wanted to and essentially you've created like a like a force field so that you can sense the vibration of that person or that object or that food in a, a very clean lab right that's so a very technical way to tune into vibration and another word for vibration is basically your feelings right in a way and so um, on a day-to-day basis even if you don't want to go through that sphere process be very in tune moment to moment to all the feelings. And my tip to tune into your feelings even more deeply is there are no bad feelings. Most people, because we've been told this is bad or that's bad, and we tend to like suppress it and shove it down. You know, all feelings are there for a reason. And any feeling sustained, because that goes against the law of rhythm, any feeling sustained is not serving. Even joy happiness like if you see someone you love get stabbed to death and murdered in front of you you're not meant to experience joy bliss and happiness in that moment <laughs> right? so all the feelings are meant to, to have a rhythm beautiful mm-hmm. another uh, just touch on it quick and then i'd love to hear from you angela another um thing i do for myself melanie just to check in when i am manifesting or lining up with something is sometimes I try and think of it in 3D. So instead of just being a physical, um, I want, you know, I, I want to manifest a new home. So instead of it being like a flat image or just a new home, just kind of one dimension, I try and look at it from other perspectives. Uh, how would I feel if I don't get it? How will I feel if it takes a bit longer? How would I feel? And just kind of let myself see kind of around it and how would I feel if it's even better than I imagine and how would it and and how could it be even better than I imagine and how could I be okay without it and how could I and I kind of stretch my parameters a little bit and I often come back to the same idea or the same image or the same intention but it's kind of given me a more 
well-rounded perspective and, and kind of like you said, like using all your senses instead of just like house, like you build a house with your, you draw one and you could feel, you know, touch walls or you could use something tactile and hear the words and talking yourself, talking about it and looking at things like how to make everything that you're thinking about or wanting to call in, give it as much reality as possible. And then to, I sometimes check in when I'm like, do I really want this? Is this really something that I want to call in? And like, that's kind of where I do the like, is this the best ever for me right now? Why do I want it? What do I want it for? Am I wanting it? And that was the beginning that Stephen was talking about kind of that ego or that influences from outside. Do I think I need this because and that's a lot of times when my manifestations aren't coming quick enough, it is because it's actually not from me. It's not, it's, it's not my best, highest self in that moment. I'm wanting to fill mm -hmm. a hole. I'm wanting to be busy. I'm wanting mm -hmm. to, we've been wanting, we've been calling in a, a dog for a long time and it's been like a really like, oh, just, oh. and we kind of have this thing like right now we don't want to spend the money on the kind of dog we want, but we have like fostered dogs. We've spent a time around dogs and every time we're like, oh, this was fun for a minute, but actually I'm not quite, we're not quite there where we want to put in what we want at what we think we need to put in for this. So it's been a really good reminder that we can try things out without getting the full manifestation. And sometimes that can give us a lot of clarity. A lot of people in the last couple of love streams, we've been talking about relationship stuff and people calling in relationships and reminding people that you don't need the full relationship to experience it. You can call in friendships, you can go on dates, you can have fun little other experiences that aren't the full thing yet just to check your edges and it's kind of like if you were going to buy a house or buy a car go do some tire kicking so I feel like reminding ourselves we can do a little tire kicking with our manifestations too and check and where is this coming from and, and why do I think I want it right now and why do I think as Abraham says the only reason we want the things that we want is because we think we're going to be happier in the having of them so can I a, be happier right now anyway, and B, also, are these things actually going to be bringing me value and, and happiness, or is there maybe I can tweak these or let them go? So a couple fun ideas to play with. Angela, we'd love to hear from you, darling. Sure. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's such um, a rich conversation. I'm like, I don't really think I necessarily have anything to say now. <laughs> this is... So many great things that have been said. Yeah. I think um, what I really enjoyed hearing from you, Stephen, was about the feeling. And I think what I've been doing this last while was well, a couple of things. Um, vision boards, I, I'll just first share this. I learned this wonderful technique from my beautiful friend, Deanne Esdale. And she has this very specific way of doing vision boarding. and uh, you use a timer and you, you know, get a basic intention of, you know, what it is that you're wanting to, you know, move from the conceptual into the concrete, I guess. And then um, I've never used scissors when I do a vision board. I only ever rip. 
Mm-hmm. And there's something about having this sensual experience and one of the things, and I often steer away from words. So I often mm-hmm. just go with colors, textures, particular symbols. And so usually I'll rip for like a half an hour. I'm just ripping for half an hour. And then I put on a different piece of music. And then for about 15 minutes, I saw it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have so much green. I can't believe how much green I have here. I have so much of this shape. I have so much of this. And then I take usually about 20 minutes to place. And then the final thing is the committing with the glue. (laughs) And um, I just found that that way of vision boarding is so much more organic and it's far more, I I always feel like I'm tapping into the archetypal realm a lot more Mm -hmm. than the intellectual that Stephen was talking about. And then the other thing that I've kind of stopped doing with manifesting as much as I have intentions and write them out, I think because I have been through quite a lot emotionally in the last while, I've just taken this step back because not, I don't want to say I don't trust my mind, but you know, I think when we're stepping across these really big bridges, you know, we're so uncomfortable with the place, that what I call the sacred space between. We're so uncomfortable with that place where we've let go, but we're not there yet. So it's like this urgency has to come into it, right? And um, so what I've started to do is I've started to tune into myself and with whatever I'm doing and feel like you were talking about the embodiment and into my feelings and then I let the universe know this is the feeling I would like to have like so I'm thinking about a new home or a new relationship for example and it's not necessarily about the activity I'm doing like I might be riding my bike out in the sun and I'm like oh I feel really liberated right now and I feel really free and I feel really energized and then I just send this message directly to spirit I'm like this is the feeling that I would like to have so I'm finding that that is actually really powerful because when I get to a certain place where something's beginning to manifest, I'm like, oh my God, here's that feeling, you know? Um, And that has just kind of kept me from being a bit of a control freak because I'm maybe anxious or nervous about something. Um, And I wanted to ask Stephen too, because I I find with manifestation that... um, I always, I like, I'm like, okay, I, you know, I want to manifest, but I'm also aware that, you know, my shadow is at play. There are things that maybe I have to work through before I'm, you know, synchronizing at the vibration. So I just was wondering if you might speak to that about what happens when unconscious material is with us and maybe getting in the way. So good. Thank you, Angela. Yeah, yeah, I love the the way you vision board. You're basically um, tapping into the subconscious, and then the, and the subconscious is just a psychological field term for the divine. It's it's the same thing, and so and we all know from a psychological perspective, our subconscious runs ninety to ninety five percent of our lives. Another way to say it is, people always ask me like, how do you manifest? And my response, typically, joking but serious, is when are we not manifesting, yeah. right? It's really what we, when people say, how do I manifest? Precisely what they mean is my subconscious is manifesting A and my conscious wants B. How do I get B? Yeah. Basically, that that's really the, the context, right? And so 
Um, yeah, so in Peru, this we, we, we coined it the magic formula came, which is a process of manifesting, right? And so step one is I come from a place of knowing instead of desire, uh, because if you just look at Hawkins' scale, desire is 125, knowing and acceptance is 300. So literally from an energy perspective, coming from a place of knowing has 175 more zeros of energy behind it compared to desire, right? Mm -hmm. So step one, that. <clears throat> step two would be um, the thing that you're calling into reality. Do not, do not be attached to when, how, who, or what, meaning resources mm -hmm. needed, right? Mm -hmm. Because any of that attachment um, anchors an energy to the thing that holds it and binds it down. And then the last one is really to answer your question, Angela, which is we do have to, well, we do get to clear the energies that may be blocking it, right? So there's a, a conscious energy that could be a story like, I don't deserve blank, All right? Make up an example. There's a subconscious. In the subconscious, again, it's not going to be words and, and, um, um, and stories. It's going to be um, a shape, a color, right? And one of my favorite subconscious release processes, I'll, I'll, I'll name two, is the Holdest Process by Conor Ray Andreas. Uh, I can, I'll give you guys a, I, I basically made a recording. You can guide yourself through that process. It's a subconscious release. The other one, my recent favorite, is the Ho'oponopono. Most people know it as the forgiveness prayer, and most people mm -hmm. apply it to something they're asking for forgiveness. In actuality, it's a clear your subconscious mind uh, prayer, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so, which is, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. So that clears the subconscious. And you also, again, want to clear, I'm sure you know this, Angela, somatic and energy, right? So you want to clear all four of those layers because there potentially could be an energy of, of a sensation, a subconscious or a conscious story that is um, essentially blocking that frequency like the universal reality speaks in frequency not english right and so and this is where you know adding all the five senses that's just a mechanism to heighten the frequency to be very clear on the frequency and so just know that when you're when you're manifesting um it's it's all about the frequency and just clearing the distortion of other frequencies um, that has been placed in us and I'll, I'll add one last thing, which is our soul wants us to manifest. We incarnated to feel and experience. Society wants us to have stuff. Not that stuff is bad. Yeah. I think it's just very helpful. Our soul did not say, go go to this plane and, and get those five things that you saw in the commercial. Right? Mm -hmm. It just wants you to feel it. So when you're manifesting, you could just ask for the feel. Right, but we're brainwashing and thinking this or that. So just go directly for the field. Thank you. That's amazing. I was just thinking too when you were speaking about somatics, about titrating to a particular frequency, you know? Like um, I know that it's a, quite an old book now, Prosperity Consciousness, but he talks about when you're expanding, for example, the amount of money in your savings account that sometimes your nervous system has to move to a level and then become uh, aligned with that and then move to the next level. And I guess in that process of moving to those new vibrations, then you're titrating or releasing those, um, the, the more dense energies connected to those stories, et cetera. 
Very cool. Yeah, for, for a mechanism to shift that frequency, um, the book is called Energy Speaks by Lee Harris in there because he channels these beams. They give very easy to do powerful exercises. I love that book because each chapter goes through like the concept in an of, of actual practice to shift the things. And so there's one in there about that sort of money vibration. So lovely. I was thinking about our house, recent house manifestation, where we unexpectedly got this news that we were gonna move last around last Christmas. And it was not at all what I thought I wanted in my mind. I was like, whoa, this is like, it was so unexpected and so undesired. It felt like this is the last thing I wanna be doing. Like, why, why is this happening? And I, I quickly kind of got in alignment with it and, and we started thinking about like, oh, well, actually, you know, this house is amazing, but what if we got this? And ooh, like, what if the kids have their own special room where they could do this? And what if we lived in this neighborhood? Sorry, someone, our accountant is, is trying to call us and I'll figure out how to turn that. What if, what if the kids had this, this area that they, they could play and they could just go outside and there was kids around? And what if it was, we had this ocean view, which we've never had. And what if blah, blah, blah. So we sort of like came up with this list of things that just felt really inspiring and really exciting and felt like a hell yes. And, and there was probably like 20 or 30 things that were specific. Like we wanted it to be really beautiful, new, blah, 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 blah. And it was definitely coming from like our minds, but there was also an aspect of the emotions and also our experiences of we know what we want, we know what we don't want. And so we sort of had this really clear vision of what we wanted. And that happened over like the, cause we had about three months to find a place. And that happened, you know, over those months of, oh, we looked at this place, we're like, oh, this is nice. But the reason we wouldn't take it is because of this. So that will add this to our list of kind of must haves and nice to haves. And the thing that I learned from that experience was that we could have taken many houses along the way that weren't quite right and that would have been fine and, and it would have been okay. But because we had such a clear vision of what we wanted, the if it wasn't that, it didn't feel exciting. It was, it felt kind of like we were sort of moving backwards or letting ourselves down because it was, we had this beautiful house already and we we're like, we don't want to move into a less fun house. We want to move into a more fun house. And so we just had already this bar. And so we just didn't and sometimes we would feel just desperate and, oh, what if we don't find a house? We should just take whatever. But we would come to our senses and, and sort of wait. And it ended up being this really convoluted, funny process where the house we really wanted, there was only one out of maybe 100 that we looked at that, were, that was a hell yes on every level. And even after we manifested it, there were things that happened around it that we, were, that we didn't know that were just so perfect. And it was... It was this really cool process of seeing, because I, I think before that I used to think of manifestation as something that like all like it just kind of happens. Like with the Tesla, it just one day we just had enough money and it just sort of happened. And it, but it, it but this was a very specific like three month process where we had no desire 
or intention from our mind to do this thing, but we had to like get into alignment with, with it and, and just tune into what we wanted. And what it showed me was that the things that we want, there's, they're all around. And Abraham says like, at any given time, there's at least like 20 uh, physical reality options that would fulfill a desire. Like there's, there's so much around that will, will fulfill our desires. And it really is just a process of like tuning in and saying yes to the things that feel good and saying no to the things that feel bad. And then of course there's like divine timing and everything where, you know, the, we, we were the first ones to come see this house and, and, and then they took it off the market. And then, but they, they, we kind of built up this rapport with the realtor where by the end of it, he kind of felt bad for us. Like he was like, Oh, you guys have been really like calling all the time and wanting this house. Like there's a bunch of people who want it. Actually, my friend wants it, but you know, I feel, I feel for you guys. I want to give it to you. And so there was all these little things that happened that kind of led to, to it. And it was just this cool, it was this cool experience of feeling like, wow, like we can have everything that we want, like everything on that list and more is in this house. And it doesn't feel like we sacrificed on anything and we just got more than we could have imagined. And it was such a cool experience of like, what, what can happen when you just, okay, like we're doing this and we're lining up with it and we're just gonna, and, and it was sort of like forced manifestation. It felt like it was like, okay, we, we got, we gotta do, we gotta do this. We're moving, you know, like the landlord is moving back in. He's sold his other house. Like this is happening. We have to line up and we, we don't want to just move anywhere. So we have to line up with the best. And it's very interesting because we've been, we've been in this cycle with uh, raising money for our business and there hasn't been that same urgency and like timeline and I feel like almost like if we did that it might be really interesting of like okay we have three months and we just like we're doing it and like let's line up with it and what do we want and write it down and da, 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 and like it was very interesting that the only thing I would do differently next time is I would not take as much action or any action ideally from that desperate out of alignment place where I feel scared and worried because we just ended up wasting a bunch of time going to see houses we knew we wouldn't like. And just for whatever reason, you know, just because we thought we should. And so, and we could have, we could have just done 90% less work and gotten this house versus, but whatever it was, it was a good learning. But the piece that I really, I feel like I got, it was two really big manifestations for me with this house. Um, one of them was seeing all those other places really gave us a lot of um, uh, perspective mm. of how good this place was and how close it was, like how it was everything that we wanted and how we really didn't need mm. to sacrifice because all these other places had bits we liked and bits we didn't like. So for me, again, touching back to, I like physical manifestations I like tangible things so seeing those other options and actually going in the home and seeing them really helped me feel very mm. certain about this house which mm. was really nice for me and the other piece which I think was a, just a huge gift and I feel like so many of the challenging times in my life um, I can look back and see that they happened they were the least extreme version of the most extreme thing I needed to move to step forward or to get the lesson or to get the piece. So for me, I kept telling people, yeah, I'm not really excited to move. I'm, you know, like I had a little bit of resistance. I liked the house we were in, but I said, as long as we find a home, as long as we're not homeless, 
it's going to be okay. So for me, I was, and I knew I was doing it, but it was such a big trigger. I wasn't really able to stop it at the time. So being homeless and not having a home was a huge piece for me that I lined up to experience. And we experienced it in the easiest way possible in that as much as it was stress in the moment, we had help to move. We were able to get free storage for a month. So all our whole house was in 10 storage pods for free. We had free accommodations. It was spring break. So my kids had no programs and we spent two weeks in Shine's mom's beautiful home and two weeks in my mom's beautiful home in Princeton. So the kids had like this fun spring break adventure and it, and we didn't pay rent. So actually we got a whole month of free rent, free storage. And it was a really looking at it from that perspective. It was like such an actual gift, which I made myself miserable because I kept going, but we don't have a home and we're homeless. So I had to work myself through those pieces. And of course, it wasn't until we completely surrendered, let go of our idea mm. of what it needed to be in the very next day. They called us, we had got the house, but it, it really was such a beautiful physical, very physical manifestation of receiving the lesson that I needed in the least painful way possible that I was willing to accept and willing to call in. And then also that, like Shine said, you know, how, how can we go through this without making ourselves miserable and being busy? And then of course it always is just when we're able to get to a point of surrender that it can come in. So for me, it was a really fun now looking back, perfect example of a big manifestation that we made really hard uh, and we did get exactly what we wanted in the end and it's nice to go okay we did it we can do it the hard way and also we know we can do it the easy way too now and it's really given us a lot it's given me a lot of confidence in that um, it's kind of a, another anchor point or another waypoint that I use as proof to myself and if seven was on, I would say to her, proving to ourselves that we can do these things and we do, we have done them in our, in our lifetime. So yeah, it's, it, it was a fun experience for me for sure. Yeah. My, my thought is that before we sign off, um, everyone can share a quick one minute of, of um, kind of what you, what you offer in the world and, and something that you're, you're looking for and manifesting, whether it's in your life or your business. Mm -hmm. um, and then before that, if there's anything else on this that uh, anyone wants to share or any more questions, let's, uh, yeah. let's do that. This has been like one of the best shows. It's already, <laughs> we've already been on for two hours, which is not normal. We usually end closure. So it's been a juicy, we've got a good vortex going. It is really uh, just to speak quickly to our manifestation of creating the Unite show, which you are all tuning into uh, one thing that we're really excited to bring more of into the world is uh, these um, leading edge conversations as Abraham would call them these conversations where we take thought further than it's been before and one of the ways that we are really excited to do that is through our unite platform on the love stream which we're on right now which is basically live streaming on unite we're using zoom api so it should look to you just like zoom and what we really see our our manifestation in, in a way you can support us in our dream and, and calling this in is we want to create a space where people can go live 24 7 and have these kind of conversations 
stations. Mm -hmm. And right now it's just one channel. So you can go on live anytime. And as we get more and more people on there, everyone will get a notification if they're interested in that subject. And they'll be able to tune in and have these conversations. And sometimes it will be a class or a talk or a workshop or a breath work or a sound healing where you'll be more passively experiencing it. Other times it will be conversations like this, but we really want to create a space where we can do this all the time, not just on set scheduled times. So yeah, eventually then there will be like the yoga channel and the wellness channel and the creating time t- travel channel, time travel channel and all these, <laughs> and you'll be able to tune in. But really we, we find that a lot of times what we're doing on social media when we're scrolling or we're trying, we're wanting a bit of connection, but we're not quite sure how to get it is it would be so like, I'll watch, we'll watch YouTube videos, listen to podcasts, but you're all receiving information that's already been put out there. And it's so much more fun to have these, where we can ask questions, where we can go back and forth, where we can actually interact and engage and we really want the love stream to be kind of our manifestation like seven was saying like I didn't even know I kind of just knew I needed to be on this call today and that she was getting these nuggets that have been really helpful and we want the love stream to be like that like you're like I don't even know why I'm on here right now I just had this feeling I had to come on and then you're they're like I know and then there's like you meet your next best friend or your next business partner or your life partner So like I was saying before, we want to, I I work to create portals where we can receive what we're calling in and we want the love stream to be that where we can, yeah, create a a space where you tune in because you just feel called and, and you get what you're looking for. So yeah, thanks for being part of our manifestation on the love stream. Mm -hmm. We're excited for when it's 24 seven awesomeness like this. And you just like, I have to go. I've been on here all day and I need to go eat, but it's so good. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be so fun. So what, what did you, what was your question? Oh, any, any last bits that we want to share about this? And if not, um, just a quick one minute of like, who you are and if you have a business what do you do and what are you what are you offering to the world and also maybe oh, yeah. something that you're looking for something that you're specific that you're manifesting that you know maybe us or, or someone who's watching can can leave a comment or connect with you about yeah let's do Stephen first because uh that would be i'm sure lots of people have sparked all kinds of interest as they're tuning in on their replay and are like who is this dude and how do i plug in more with him and where is he available for more conversations so yeah tell us a couple of the channels that people can engage and connect with you um where they can find your content etc and we'll when, make when's sure your next time travel retreat to lemuria exactly or atlantis <laughs> i want to go on that one it's so funny i'm actually planning one of those uh in may so it's a yeah uh, i haven't nailed down the dates yet, but it's it's a two-part trip where we go to Dhammaher for a few days to activate using magic certain energetic organs. And then we go to the Azores um, and we take one of their past life regression experts to help us remember. The, the theme is many of us remember our times um, when we were together at Atlantis and we didn't complete the mission. And so mm-hmm. we've reincarnated in this lifetime and that trip is about remembering what that mission was and to complete complete the mission basically. let's go so that sounds fun. awesome i want to come to that one so where do people go to find out more information about that <clears throat> um those are invite only that's, that's not public because we're 
we're pretty selective, of course, of, of the things. Um, so you but in, I mean, in general, you know, it's interesting. Even lots of psychic vibes and put it out there, and he's going to follow up, <laughs> I mean, find you. People, people can reach out to me on Facebook. Um, typically, if someone reaches out, I can just use magic and kind of tune in to see if that vibration is is aligned. Yeah. Um, before I get to that, when you were speaking about like YouTube and the things, what, what came to me was that there are all these platforms for people to learn and learning feeds the intellect. What you guys are offering is connection, which, which feeds the soul. So I think something about imprinting that frequency into the love stream can be, can be pretty awesome. So, yeah. Thank you. um, yeah. as far as doings, uh, I'm excited about, we, we basically have been building this med bed of the future. It's seven different technologies stacked together and we've seen incredible results, uh, literally restores mind, body, and spirit. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to get that out there. We sold a handful. We, we've been working on it for like four years. And so the ask would be if anyone, um, like our ideal people are like rejuvenation centers, human optimization centers, mm -hmm. anti-aging centers, yeah. Um, or, I mean, really just also really influential, wealthy people who want one for private use. Um, I would love a connection to, to that crowd because this is. And went to Joe Rogan and he'll, he'll, he'll shout it out. He did that. Someone sent him an ice bath and he like put it on his Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we, we have, I won't name the name. So really big name people. We're not even ready for that type of uh, scale yet. So we've actually paused that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we have definitely people that are like, when you're ready, we'll, we'll sell like a hundred units within a week and we, right. we don't have that production capacity. So we're just going with like, oh, you own a clinic here. Let's get you one. So. Nice. Nice. Please make a, a post on like the love feed or, yeah. um, sure. or the, on the Facebook unite love feed group. Yeah. And then we can tag all the people we know that might be interested in, uh, buying one. Oh yeah. All the people are bump, bubbling up in my mind who yeah. would love that. Yeah, that's easy. Super cool. Yay, fun. <sighs> and then just find Stephen Young on Facebook. You can, if you will, make sure he's tagged in this video and uh, um, on the event page as well. So if you go to my friends as well and just search Stephen, you'll find him. Yeah, there he is doing magic and changing the world. Mm -hmm. At least playing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kaisa, Angela, and Melanie, anyone want to share? Sure, I will. Um, yeah, you can find me at my website, which is just angelaprider.com. And I, um, yeah, so I, I do uh, workshops and long-term apprenticeships all basically rooted in animism and uh, somatic practice and mm -hmm. ritual. So I've been doing this for, I've been on, uh, you know, the shamanic path for about 30 years now. And a big part of my work and my lineage has been my journeys back to Ireland to learn the old folk healing ways. Mm. So a lot of what I teach is rooted in that. And I have um, a couple of teachers in the Andes as well. So interestingly enough, um, those two medicines are actually really complementary. So that's a big part of what I do. And I, I hold um, seasonal ceremonies around town. So we just had a big solstice ceremony, um, uh, which is generally cacao. And I do private cacao ceremony and forest cacao ceremony. And then in my one-on-one -on -one practice, 
it's a blend of, you know, animist healing and um, somatic work and coaching at the same time. And I also do a psychedelic integration and preparation as well. So that's my one-on-one work. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm mostly, um, I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm not very good with Facebook, but um, you know, I go there, but I'm like, Oh, it's too big or something. (laughs) But I'm mostly on Instagram at sacred life animism. That's where you'll find me. Lovely. You and Steven should do an, an Avalon time travel workshop. Yeah. Sounds like you're more like the King Arthur crew. Yeah, I don't know um, from an Irish point of view whether the English would be the best fit. But <laughs> Are you Irish? Yeah. Well, that's, that's primarily, I'm, I was born and raised in Australia, but primarily oh, yeah. my work has been this deep dive into the old Irish way. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Melanie, Kaisa, anything you want to share? I'll share. Uh, first off, thank yeah. you, everyone. Tonight was lovely, as always. Really um, yeah, for myself, um, I enjoy taking nature photos. So I have an online photo gallery for that. I've mm. shared it in uh, unite.love under my profile and I think I shared it at some point maybe on the Unite Vancouver. Um, Also as well I like to help others understand what's going on with their nutrition lifestyle in terms of women if any menstrual issues you know to feel confident to transition into you know the other stages of your feminine cycle. So yeah I'm always willing to talk to others about that if they're comfortable doing that and um yeah, I'm still working on my website for that. So it hasn't been shared yet. And yeah, thanks again for tonight. You're so welcome. Thank you for tuning Thank in. You. Anything that you're manifesting, any a specific ask or, or request for the universe? And us. Um, yes. Um, thank you. forgot about that one. Um, mine would be to like deeply and really connect with others and um, to figure out where I want to move with others. Oh, all right. Yeah. Make a post on our our groups as well uh, with your intention, your vision of, of sort of what you see as part of that, that living on land together. Mm -hmm. And we've got a bunch of people who are actively right now like researching and i'm sure there's you know millions of people doing it around the world so yeah that, that's fine. okay yeah when i get more clarity and i'm ready i'll share thank you yeah yeah what what i found when i was in the earlier stages of wanting to do that was it's a universal a, feels like a universal dream but when once you drill down everyone actually of course has very specific bits that they're looking for so yeah, it's 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 helpful to talk to other people because then you're like, oh, that's what you see in land. Uh, that's not actually what I want. I'm you know all for you do you, uh, but it really helped me kind of hearing other people's visions for land as well and connection and community to um, round out my perspective and get me even clearer on my like hell yeses and hell noes. So yeah, yeah. one of the yeah. visions I have for Unite as a platform is that all the different communities can have their own page on Unite and 
things that they're offering or looking for, like, oh, we need a, a carpenter to come live here for a few weeks or a month or full time to help take care of this bit. And so mm -hmm. it would just automatically connect to people who had similar values and were looking for that and who had those skills and just to be like the, the, the online connection hub for all these communities. So that would be fun. What we really, with, with Unite, one of the early uh, intentions or the early pieces that really struck us that was valuable because we had so many people coming to us and especially Shine, people know he's a connector and they'd be like, oh, who do I go to for this? Who do you know for that? And we really love what a beautiful job Airbnb has done mm. with making people who have something a super easy place to put it. They have their space, they put it up. It's very clear, it's very easy to become a host. We've done it many times. And people who are looking for it, very easy to come in, sift and sort what they want, easy to tweak it for different cities, for different priorities. And it just like feels almost like magic. Like it's so automatic. We've used Airbnb so often and had such wonderful experiences. We feel so supported when we use the platform. And we really thought like, we need this for our community, especially for the light workers, for the people moving these projects forward, the people with these dreams and these ideas that we do have so much crossover and so many skills. And it's not a lack of resources or a lack of time. It really is a lack of connection is what it feels like. And we just need more spaces and more create more opportunities, more windows into each other's souls, more places to line up together where one person, this is what I have and this is what I need and here's the connection. And mm. yeah, we really are excited for when Unite is, is really being able to realize that and people can come on and say, mm. I need this help or I need this resource or I need this skill and somebody else is like, yes, I'm there. Mm and instant manifestation, instant connection. So yeah. that's our vision. And to get there, we need everyone's help in the community to come play with us. Let us know how we can make it better. Let us know what would make it easier for you to use, what would make it easier for you to tell people about it and get to the point when we've got enough excitement and engagement that it feels just easy and fun for everyone. Yeah. Yay, that's our manifestation. One of, one of the, um, the, the stories that I would tell um, early on when we were coming up with this vision for Unite is that in the past, it feels like there was these tribes of people and the medicine people would be a part of the tribe and they had a very unique role in bringing that community together and helping through tough times and, and healing and all these things. And those, those people, you, you find them in, in all those ancient traditions and, and American culture. And downloads for the visions for the future, And their, their role was to really connect to the divine and be a, a translator and a helper. And that was their main job while other people, you know, chopped wood and carried water, so to speak. There, you know, all the physical things that are so important and need doing. There was this role for a shaman or for someone who was holding that space. And it feels like over time, those people you know, some of them got burned at the stake and some of them were driven out. And, and as a society today, it feels like almost a lot of those people were cast out of the village and not honored and not appreciated and became, they became fearful and it wasn't safe for them to be their full selves within that context. And, and so it almost felt like they went into the forest and they created their own little houses and, and you know, like cool Ewok villages and they would heal each other and it was the best ever. But 
that the role of the healer was never just to heal other healers and be be that for each other. It, it was always to be that role in the village, in the in the mainstream, in the world. And I feel like we're hitting that point, that tipping point where now it's safe and more and more people who hold that space and are connected to the divine and can share these healing frequencies and modalities feel more comfortable and, and are ready to step back into the world. And it's like a, a loaf of bread rises because the yeast is distributed evenly, not because it's in one area. And so I feel like the vision for Unite is to be this, this bridge platform that allows people in the world to find the things that they're looking for by adding in things like scientific studies and, and testimonials and just making it more accessible to, to a more mainstream audience and thereby giving the, the people who are offering these healings and, and, and products and services and events a, a broader audience and, and to be able to make a really good living without having to do any or, or uh, of the sales and marketing or only as much as you want. Because there is, imagine how many people in the world could use so much of this work. It's, it's I mean, it's, it's endless, right? Like there's, there's just enough for everyone. And so it feels like we're building this this tool that's that's going to be really interest, instrumental and interesting to to connect and to build this this bridge back and create those those ecosystems. So I'm I'm really excited. I, I love the idea of having our own unique. I, I I almost see us having like these eco towers in cities mm -hmm. as part of this and living as a community in there. And it becomes almost like a cultural hub and a and a tourist attraction where the where people are drawn and people come from from in within the city, but also from outside. And there's performance areas and meditations, and and it's it's because this world, this that we're all a part of, this conscious community, spiritual, whatever, it's its own culture. The same that there's like Irish culture or whatever North American cult, like that. There's it's it's its own thing. When you go to these transformational festivals, it's like we we sort of connect with each other the same way it's like oh you're from ireland oh i'm from ireland it's like oh you're part of the conscious community i'm part of the country it feels like there's this essence to it and 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 so far it's sort of spread out and there's not really a a central hub for for that community and and that's that's really what what i, I feel like unite is 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 here to do we'll be the online community at first and then we'll build the centers in the cities but now I think we have to rebrand as Unite the Yeast Distributor. <laughs> yeah. You know, just say. So we can all rise together. <laughs> Mom, did you have anything you wanted to add in? Oh, yeah. there I'm unmuted. Um, this is exciting and inspiring. And I'm... I'm falling in love with me, which is, is still new. And as the more I fall in love with me, the more I fall in love with everybody else and with my clients and feel their magnificence. And having, I started out my life from a very extreme place and I've been a fierce fighter and learning to receive and soften and allow and and also feeling the gifts of how I started life, which means I'm I'm um, it's an honor it's an honor to to connect deeply with other people and be in service to them, and mm -hmm. and meeting them in those 
those horrors and nightmares and 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 yes it's it's magnificent and and i'm and i'm still new i'm 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 still newly born into into feeling comfortable and safe in the human mm. and not wanting to jump out of the human mm. and and feeling connected and all these yummies and and the more i have of that the more i give and receive equally it, it's a gift and thank mm. you for for letting me be part of part of you guys mm. <laughs> and live with you thank you yes yes for everyone who doesn't know this is my mom and she does live with us in our beautiful community home and it is really next level goals for anyone who's doing the spiritual journey is I feel like, you know, you can do the generational piece too. And that's, I know lots of times can be one of the biggest triggers for a lot of people is the, is the generational piece and feeling like we're not supported by our family or, or our kids or whatever those pieces are. And I, I, I feel like it's been, one of the biggest, another huge manifestation, mom and I have not always had the easiest relationship and to be able to live together. Now we've done the work, mom's done her work, I've done my work. And I mean, it's, it's a continuate, it's an always ongoing thing, but we've been able to uh, clear so much, let go of so much to the point where it's actually a pleasure to live together and we really get mm -hmm. to support each other. So don't feel like you need to give up on your family or that they're, you know, it might just not be the right time. So we've done our work and mom is now Unite's biggest number one fan and huge supporter. And without mom, we would, I would not be here. And uh, without mom's support in my life, we would not have Unite where it is today. So thank you so much. Thank Lisa. you, mama. So appreciate you. Yay. Yeah. Oh, such a good time. Yeah, it's so good. Did did Angela and Kaisa, did you share anything specific that you're looking for and ask? Do you have something? No, nothing no. specific. Angela, is there anything specific yeah. you might line up for you? I think, um, I think that, you know, since COVID and doing a lot more work online now, like all of my one-on-one one -on -one work is pretty much online and I think I have really noticed, um, and now now my daughter's older, she's 19. Hello. So I'm like, oh my God, like I spend prolonged periods on my own in my home. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh God, Angela, like you, like, you know, I go to the gym and come home, go to the grocery store and go home. And, I'm, and then I'm like, you better book in social shit. And like, you know? <laughs> so, and then, you know, and then I just think, no, I really just, I'm coming to a place in my life where I'm really wanting to expand and connect um, more with community. So I, you know, I've been observing this community for a long time. So yeah, it really is just about um, connecting and sharing and listening and meeting people. Is yeah. Lovely. Are you in Vancouver? I'm in Port Moody. Oh, perfect. We'll, we'll message after. Lots yeah. of lots of fun things to do together. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So good. Yeah. yeah. Such a, such a awesome reminder that we can, and, and there's time and place for, you know, just being on our own and being connected. But I feel like one of my favorite things about being in partnership, living with other people, living with my mom is I, I constantly get to 
talk about things and have things reflected back and receive more information, I feel like, than if it's just me on my own. And I get to show up in ways differently and sometimes differently with one person than another. And I'm like, whoa, what's, there's something going on, you know, what are these pieces? So it really is such a fun growth catalyst. And I'm excited to, to explore more of that in this online format where we are getting to have these conversations and, and dive in deeper and, yeah, sometimes it's not possible to all meet in one person in one place. So being able to do these kind of things online feels like, oh, it's almost like, you know, having people over in our home and getting to dig in and have these juicy chats. So yeah. yeah. Yay. And one one specific thing that we're looking for for Unite is uh, amazing investors and mentors. So it could be large or small amounts, it could be angels or or uh, VCs. And um and, and then just people who've done similar things in technology and business and wellness and, and just, you know, little check-ins and, and, uh, and, and guidance and all that stuff. So. Yeah, because that's another piece. Shine and I are both really good at um, doing it on our own. So I think that's being in partnership has really helped us, you know, allow other people, another person to be in on our project and in on our baby with us. And that's the next piece is we're really excited. We've kind of hired people on and off for bits and pieces, but we're really excited to create more of a, a team of just, you know, energetic, emotional. We all want to see this vision move forward together and, and how can we kind mm. of work on that together? So, yeah. Yeah. Calling in more of that teamwork in the future in the next year. Right. Yeah. Aligned co-creators who are all on the same same mission. Yeah. And even if it's if it's like you have your project and we have our project, but we come together and we get to move them forward energetically, talk about them, step them forward together. Um, even that can be so helpful to get us outside of our own um, ideas of how it needs to be and, and reality check and check the edges. And mm -hmm. and just sometimes when it's our baby, it's always when it's our baby, it's hard to be objective, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So it's so appreciated when we can get kind, loving other aunties and uncles who are like, we love you, we see the vision and yeah. what about trying this or that, so. And this is yeah. so so perfect too. One of the big reasons we're doing the Unite Show is to, to connect with amazing community like this in person, but then also to have this video to be shared on yeah. YouTube and then we can chop up the little gems within it and put those as short videos on TikTok and wherever and get people in. And when I, I'll, I'll go on drives or I'll just meditate and really get into the vortex and almost be, be able to, not almost, like I'll be able to talk to myself the way that Abraham talks to people. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be able to ask a question and get a response from my higher self. And it's not what I would think or say, so I know I'm getting it. And what comes through so clearly is that like the fundraising is done. The people are there. It's all a matter of just lining up and feeling good and there's nothing to do and you'll be inspired. And it was so funny because yesterday, like this or two days ago, this guy friended me on Facebook and I was like, oh, cool. You know, checked him out a bit. And and he's, he's uh, you know, amazing, amazing, like business person in super into wellness and like, so, and what, I don't know what it's going to turn into, but it was such a cool manifestation of like, these are the exact kind of people I want to be around more in my life. And, and then of, of course, connecting with you all and, and with you, Stephen, it's just like, yes, like this is, it's so cool how it just, I, I felt he, this, this guy yesterday on the call said he made far more money, the less he worked. And he eventually just 
his role was like five hours a month as a spiritual advisor to his company. He would go in and just do workshops on culture and, and, and getting, you know, staying in the zone. And that was his only job. And someone bought it from him and said, wow, this is amazing. You don't even have to be here and it works perfectly. And we just need to stay out of the way and let it, let it run. And, and he said that it was, it was like ridiculous how, when he was working hundred hour weeks, he was making the less, way less than when he just completely surrendered and just did only what he loved to do and what he was passionate about, what he was best at. And he was just like, and then it, it was just about like crazy about like, un, like not possible to work hard enough at an hourly rate that makes any sense to make that much money. And he, it was just like crazy. And now he owns properties all over the world. And it's just like, what, like such a cool story. So we'll have him on soon. Yeah. yeah. Thank you all. This was so fun. Love you all. It was just perfect. Yeah, this is this is probably my favorite one so far. Thank Aww. you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night, everyone. You too. Thank you so much, Stephen. Really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Thanks, Sean. Thank all you. right. See you all again. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Melanie. <laughs> Bye, Mom. Bye, guys. I'll see you in the kitchen. <laughs>